0: Our God is a covenant keeping God. And while there's some argument about how many total covenants there are in scripture, there's little argument that there are five major covenants in scripture. And we're gonna walk through all five of them today on Beyond the Notes. On the Lord's Day this week, we talked about the Noahic Covenant that's in Genesis, the end of chapter eight and much of chapter nine. It is a covenant that's about the pro-life character of God. And I won't go back into that covenant, except to say that if you missed Sunday morning, you can go back and catch that on any of the various McGregor channels. The Noahic Covenant is a covenant of life. It's the first of five major covenants. Now, because I like to alliterate things to help me remember, I've alliterated the major themes of all five of the covenants with a word that starts with L. I believe I've told the truth about the content of the covenants, and I believe that this might help you memorize the covenants and what they are about. They are cumulative in character. They are not phasic. Uh, a phasic view of the covenant holds that each covenant is a phase and that each covenant replaces entirely the covenants that come before it. That's not true. We saw in the noah covenant that God has said, for example, that the normalcy of the seasons will be while the earth lasts. Well, if that's true, then any subsequent covenant that comes in that doesn't destroy the earth doesn't set aside the Noahic covenant. So the life covenant was number one. The second major covenant comes fairly soon after the Noahic covenant. It's the covenant with Abraham, first seen in Genesis chapter 12. And the theme of this covenant is loyalty. God is going to call out for himself a nation of people with whom he is going to have an especially loyal relationship. Like the Noahic covenant, the covenant with Abraham is unconditional. It doesn't have any conditions. Genesis chapter 12, beginning in verse 1, God gives Abraham a command, but the command is not a condition of the covenant. The Lord said to Abram, go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. And I will make of you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those that bless you. And him who dishonors you, I will curse. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Now, this second loyalty covenant to Abraham has has within it three components. I'm going to give you this this land. The holy land, so-called, is the land that God promised to Abraham and his descendants. And that promise stands. It's why we have so much conflict in that part of the world, is that land does belong to the descendants of Abraham by divine right, literally. And yet, because of where it sits and the crossroads of Africa, Asia, and Europe... It gets a lot of conflict, not only the land, but also the legacy of an enormous nation of people that will descend from Abraham, which is interesting because Abraham and his wife, Sarah, don't even have any kids until they're approaching a century old. And then that the Lord himself, through, his, through Abraham, all the families of the earth will be blessed. Well, that's a messianic promise. That's a promise that the Lord Jesus is going to come through Abraham. But the specialty, the special loyalty of God, For his chosen people, Israel, is expressed in the Abrahamic covenant. The third major covenant, after the covenant of life and the covenant of loyalty, is the covenant of law that God sends to his people Israel through Moses. Now, unlike the earlier two, this one's got all sorts of conditionality in it. This one is shot through with, if you will do this, I will do this. If you will obey me... I will be this to you. I will bless this sort of behavior. I will not bless this sort of behavior. It's, it's, some, it's some, and it could be cited from several, several places, but the summation that I'm going to read is from Exodus chapter 19, verses 3 through 6. While Moses went up to God, that is on Mount Sinai, the Lord called to him out of the mountain, saying, "'Thus you shall say to the house of Jacob, and tell the people of Israel.'" You yourselves have seen what I did to the Egyptians and how I bore you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. Now, therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, you shall be my treasured possession among all peoples, for all the earth is mine. And you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words... That you shall speak to the people of Israel. It's a big if. The blessings of God in the law of Moses, the law covenant are conditional. Uh, And that conditionality explains the cycle of God, God blessing and then withdrawing his blessings from Israel through most of the Old Testament narrative, because as they were obedient and faithful to the covenant God had given through Moses, they were blessed. When they got idolatrous and weird, they ran into really hard times as God's blessing was withdrawn. So you have the covenant of life in Noah, the covenant of loyalty in Abraham, the covenant of law in Moses. Then, centuries later, there is the covenant of leadership made with David. King David was the, the, the highest pinnacle of, of kingship that the nation of Israel ever achieved. There were only three kings for the united nation of Israel, Saul, David, and Solomon. Prior to that, there's the period of the judges and the prophets, and after Solomon, the kingdom is split by civil war in the north and south. But God intended to establish an everlasting throne in the throne of David, and indeed he has. He made David a promise. It's in 2 Samuel 7. Uh, look at verse... Uh, 11, back part of verse 11, down to verse 16. The Lord declares to you that the Lord will make you a house. When your days, the Lord speaking to David through the prophet, when your days are fulfilled and you lie down with your fathers, I will raise up your offspring after you, who shall come from your body, and I will establish his kingdom. He shall build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. When he commits iniquity, by the way, we me put a footnote in there. Some of this is talking about David's literal son, Solomon. But when it talks about forever, it shoots through Solomon to a future king. I will discipline him with the rod of men, with the stripes of the sons of men. But my steadfast love will not depart from him, as I took it from Saul, whom I put away from before you. And your house and your kingdom shall be made sure forever before me, your throne will be established forever. That's a promise unconditionally that the throne of David will be forever. It's why one of the messianic titles that Jesus employed when he spoke of himself is his son or not when he spoke of himself, when others spoke of him, they called him son of David when they knew that he was the Messiah. The leadership covenant is the covenant with the household of David. And finally, Fifth and most wonderfully gracious, the new covenant, which Jesus spoke of the night of the Lord's Supper when he said, this is the new covenant in my blood. It's in Luke 22 and a couple of other places. This covenant is the salvation covenant. It's the love covenant. Jeremiah wrote about it all the way back in the Old Testament. In Jeremiah 31, verses 31 through 34. And I will write it on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. And no longer shall each one teach his neighbor and each his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me. From the least of them to the greatest, declares the Lord, for I will forgive their iniquity, and I will remember their sin no more. For those who partake in the new covenant, it is salvation from the inside out by grace, not the outside in by the terms of a conditional law. So today we live in the era of the new covenant, salvation available to all who will repent and trust their sin. That covenant stands upon the leadership covenant because our Messiah came from the throne or from the uh, bloodline of David, which stands on the law covenant as God told the world what his standard would be and how necessary salvation would be. Um, by grace, since we couldn't keep the law covenant, which stands upon the loyalty covenant as God kept his promise to Abraham for a called out people Israel through whom would come a savior Jesus, which stands upon the life covenant that while the world continues to exist, it will continue to support the life of the image bearers, humankind. We praise God for a covenant keeping, covenant covenant. Giving God. And we hope this is helpful to you as a guide to your own study of God's word. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. And by now you are liking and sharing and subscribing, and we'll see you next time on Beyond the Notes.